So if you have your, your Bibles, um, on, page chapter, on page 8, Genesis chapter 6, I'll refer to um, a couple of verses as, as we go. This will be a very short talk. The children are staying in, which is lovely. Um, often you go out, don't you, in an all-age service, but today you're going to stay in. Thank you for what you've shared with us this morning, and thank you to your teachers who week by week spend time with you. I think they enjoy it, because you're all lovely, but we are very grateful to you for what you do. Thank you. Um, so, Noah. In one sense, I don't think he's a Bible hero in one sense. Hmm? thought this was Bible heroes. Well, it wasn't his plan to build the ark, was it? I mean, he didn't steer it. If you noticed on the design, there's no rudder, there was no motor, and there were no sails. So it wasn't him that made it stop conveniently and safely on a mountain. I mean, he didn't make the floodwaters reduce. He was actually a sinful man, just like all the others on the earth at the time, that deserved to be wiped out. Yet it says in Genesis 6, verse 9, that Noah walked with God. And we put a slide up earlier. I don't know, Steph's very good on that stuff up there. I don't know whether she could put that slide up again, that Noah walked with God. And that's it. That's the difference. You see, he was influenced by God. The thoughts of his heart were inclined to God. Despite being a sinner, God declared him righteous. God saw his heart and his desire to serve and follow. So in that way, I think we could say that Noah was a hero in God's eyes. And Noah was a hero because he did what God said. He was listening in the first place. He heard God's plan. He did what he was instructed to do. And he must have been, well, ridiculed. Might have made fun of him, the people around him. Imagine building a big wooden boat that's as long as one and a half football pitches, as wide as nine buses parked next to each other, and as high as three buses, one on top of the other. You can't sort of do that in your back garden without anyone noticing, really. And I think he might have, well, been a bit ridiculed ridiculed by those whose hearts were inclined not to God but to evil all the time it says in verse 5 of chapter 6 you see Noah he chose a narrow path not the one that everyone else was travelling I think Noah's a hero for another reason too we don't know how he felt while he was in the ark we had some idea from those down the front of what it might be like might have been a little bit boring, to put it mildly, a bit claustrophobic, maybe a bit dark. Do you realise it was 371 days, to be precise, that he and his family were stuck in that floating wooden box? That's a little bit more than a whole year. We think of 40 days of the rain and the floods, don't we? But there was another 150 while it dried up, and then there was a seven-day wait, and another seven-day wait, and another seven-day wait... And it all adds up to a very long time. But we get an idea of his attitude 
when the Lord says to him to come out. Anyone remember what he does when he comes out? Any of the children? Did he build a house? Because obviously he needed someone to live. Or... No. He built what's called an altar to offer something to God. And in those days they would offer clean animals. But just think about that for a second. He's been in an ark for about a year and he only took not very many animals with him. And they would have been probably a bit scarce and a bit precious. Yet he offered some of his best to God as a sacrifice. So I think Noah is a hero. Noah was someone who looked for God and wanted to serve God. And when God directed him, he obeyed. He had a grateful attitude, as we see when he came out of the ark, knowing that he had received mercy and kindness, a rescue that he didn't really deserve. So let's turn our thoughts to the ark itself. It was a place of safety, wasn't it, from the flood and from the rain. It was part of God's plan to save Noah. And as Noah emerged and came out of the ark, he began a new life in a renewed world. Now the Bible speaks about being in Christ. Being in Christ. And maybe the ark is like a symbol for us of what it's like to be in Christ. By putting our trust in Jesus, we're saved from God's anger and judgment towards our sin. We're new creations when we believe in Jesus, born again. We begin a new life with new priorities, just like Noah. And as God controlled the ark and where it landed, so too he leads us, doesn't he? And directs our paths as we seek him and obey him and put our trust in him. But you might be thinking that this story does seem rather fanciful. And I'd I'd sympathise with that. There are many extraordinary things. At the beginning of chapter 6, it speaks about the Nephilim. And we're not going to discuss that this morning. But what were they? It's not totally clear. It says that they were heroes of their time. Well, surely not, because they were wicked. People might have thought they were heroes. Did Noah really live to be 950 years old? That's what it says. And how did all the creatures survive for that long together? If you have a dog and a cat in the same room, it doesn't last for long, does it? And this was an interesting one. Having separated the waters, if you look in Genesis chapter 1, right at the beginning... Verses 6 to 7, it says that God separated the waters and he put a thing between it, a big expanse, and he called that sky. But then it says in this account of Noah that he rejoined them. It didn't just say that it rained, it said the floods from the deep, from below and above. And some would speculate that there were earthquakes and all kinds of movements under the earth that dislodged the mountains, that caused the flood 
from beneath and from above. How did all that happen? And interestingly, how does this story fit with accounts like that of the Babylonians? Because they have a story about an ark, their own story, and their ark actually was bigger than Noah's, and it was like a box, more like a cube. I don't think that float particularly well. We could easily be very distracted. With the story of Noah, there are many things that we can hmm, spend all our time thinking about, trying to prove it, trying to understand it. But there are some really important things that are probably more important for us to think about. And we can just trust God with the things that are a bit too hard to understand. You see, this story illustrates that God is in control of what happens. It illustrates that wise people seek him and obey him. And it also says that God does what he says he does and he will do. And it also gives us a picture of ourselves. Sometimes we're so interested in looking at some of the clever details of things, we don't see the mirror that's showing us ourselves in these stories. It shows us that we're actually all rebels against God. It shows us that we don't deserve mercy. And it sets the scene, this story, I think, for God's great rescue plan. Jesus is like the ark, and in him we're safe. We can trust him during the storms of life. He gives us a new start. He delights when we love and honour him with our lives. Just like with Noah, he leads us, and he cares for us. And he's faithful, he keeps his promises. In one of the Apostle Peter's letters, he talks about the future and about Jesus returning and he says what will happen to the earth. He warns that people will be like they were in the days of Noah, scoffing, laughing and not believing that it's going to happen. He says that they will follow their own desires and ignore God, no different to the time of Noah. That they'll make a mockery of sin and they'll make a mockery of God's offer of salvation. And Peter warns us to take seriously God's word and seek him while he may be found. And to finish, a couple of words that Jesus said. In Matthew 7 it says, Jesus said, Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction. And many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow is the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. So I encourage you, as that slide says, Noah walked with God. And I encourage you to walk with God. Come through the gate Turn from your sin and continue to walk with God on the narrow road that leads to life. Let's pray together. Father, we come this morning, all of us different, with our own lives that are unique to us. 
And yet we are all the same, Lord. We are all rebels. We do often prefer our own way to your way. And it's easy, Lord, to walk on a broad road which everyone else is walking. And we do pray that you would help us be like Noah, to listen to you, to follow you and to obey you, to walk with you all the days of our life. We pray that you would help us to do this for your honour and your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.